Good to see you this morning. Glad you're here to worship with us. I'm grateful to be standing and able to speak. Um, we've we've had some sickness. Nathan, I appreciate Nathan leading last minute. Alex went down for the count this week and wasn't able to pull things together and lead, and so he stepped in to save us there on worship because you don't want me <laughs> to save us there doing that, I guarantee you. But I'm really grateful that, that he stepped in and uh, had some other sickness on the staff. It's been one of those weeks where we're just putting the pieces together and God's given his grace to keep moving on. I wanted to point out there's a, an envelope in your program that I wanted to bring to your attention. I mentioned this last week. We're doing our our church-wide Christmas offering differently this year. And I wanted to underline again what we have an opportunity to give to. We're in the middle of a series of messages on gifts that we give to God in return out of gratitude for what he's done for us. And this is a way for us as a congregation to pool our resources and really bless some people around the world and in our region who are you know, getting after it, trying to help people come to know Christ and, and grow up in him. So worldwide, a couple opportunities. First one, uh, the first $1,700 that we raise will go to purchase a satellite Internet connection for the Pauls who are serving in Central Asia to really help them in what they're doing there. Um, I'm really praying that we'll get a significant amount to, to give away. And so uh, as I mention this, get set to to pray and consider what you can give. Cindy and I will be talking this this week about what we can give, and we're going to bring ours next week um, to this. And then 40% of the amount received over the 1700 will go to world mission efforts across the, the globe, and then 60% of the amount received over 1700 will go to help Thad, Thad and Rhonda King in Huntington Beach uh, purchase a home. Since they don't have a building, their home, the size group they are, the home becomes a ministry hub, and they really use their home in their ministry. What we've seen happen over and over again, a person, uh, God calls them to an area, they plant themselves there, and then after serving for a, a while, maybe usually it's about a decade, a little over a decade of being faithful, you know, living on a salary that would not allow you to purchase a home, God does something amazing to provide uh, the opportunity for you, you to get a home. And this is happening for the Kings. We want to get in on that. They, they were here for seven or eight years to help us at the beginning of church, the church's existence to really help us get going. And so it's an opportunity to hop in. I wanted, I wanted to interview Neil uh, Walker this morning just to, so you could hear sort of how God provided for them, not sort of, but how God provided for them the story. That's postponed for a couple of weeks. Neil is down for the count. He's sick. Uh, you know, Lord willing, he'll be resurrected and be up, upright again. <laughs> and he'll be upright again. So in a couple of weeks, we'll get to hear that story, but not today. But those are some, some things that we're giving to. wanted to let you know about. I'm excited about seeing what God does through the offering and how we as a church, just a reminder that Christmas, you know, God gave to us. At Christmas, and our hearts are to give in return to Him. Um, it, as I said in this this series, that's what we're focusing on. God's given us. Last week we looked at some things 
that God had given us. He's given us life and everything else, pretty much everything we have. Our next breath comes from him. All that we are, all that we own, God has given that to us. He's given us eternal life and security. Even when we ignored him and rebelled, he brought salvation to us. He made a way for us to get back into a relationship with him and reconnect with him through Jesus Christ. And then he's given us purpose in the here and now. Our lives have meaning and purpose. If you reconnect with him, if you turn from going your own way and commit yourself to follow Christ, then you, you get to be involved in what God is doing in the world. And the, the centerpiece of what God is doing in the world is he's out there finding the people who are lost to him because they have disconnected and gone their own way and ignored him and rebelled, just like all of us. And he's out there finding those who are lost to him, and he's using us to do it. We, that's our purpose. This gives us purpose in the here and now. And we get to share in that. That's, that's where the offering, the Christmas offering is going to, to people who are out there doing that, that we can bless with that offering. So we honor God. Since he's given us all these things, we honor him by giving in return. That's the theme for this message series. Today, we're going to look easy to do, and we're going to look at all that he does. And to give thanks for the people he's put in our lives and, and the way he's arranged our lives. That, that really gives us a head start on dealing with what we're facing in life. I'd like to show you a movie clip from the movie Bella that will show us the importance of having a thankful heart, that will introduce us to this topic. Can I interest you in one of my creations, young lady? How about this nice prom? Sorry, I don't have any cash on me. Okay. Today is a beautiful day, right? I guess. Describe it to me. What? Describe it to me. And this piece of art is yours. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's some yellow flowers blooming on it. Well, sit here. Yeah. And some purple ones, too. I see. You really like flowers, huh? Oh, yeah. What's going on across the street? Uh, it's just an ordinary day in New York City, you know? People rushing back and forth, cars driving, everybody's got somewhere to go, somewhere to be. Nobody really cares about nothing. It's like a huge living clock. Never stop. Oh, I wish I could see that. And you, you keep it real. I got my eye on you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's a reminder of how our attitude shapes the way we approach life. We overlook things all the time things that we have the privilege to see and be involved in. It's, it's very important to be thankful for all that we have rather than zero in on what's missing or what we don't have. Giving thanks to God is more important than we think. And I, I would like to look at 
something that happened in Jesus' life and then talk through why giving thanks is so important or how it's important. Luke 17, 11 through uh, 18. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus commended the foreigner because it was his, his way of pointing out to the Jewish folks who were there, God's people. God, God chose the, the Israelites, the Jewish men and women, to be the people through whom he would show the rest of the world what he was like. And they, they tended to feel like they were God's favorites and entitled somewhat to God's blessing. And so Jesus points out that a foreigner returns. He's, he's making a statement uh, that we're all on the same level. We're all on the same ground with God. He made us who we are. He made us whatever background we're from, whatever part of the country, whatever part of the world. He, he decided that. <clears throat> and we're all on even ground before him. So that's something you get out of this. The main thing you understand about this is that taking the time to give thanks is a rare thing. Nine out of ten kept going. Only one guy comes back and thanks God and gives glory to God. Glorifying God is something we were made to do. Something that's made glorifies, if it's done well, glorifies its maker. Now, if I were to make a sculpture, and you, you saw that sculpture, it wouldn't glorify me much. It wouldn't be that great. And really very rudimentary is my ability in that thing. But something that's done well, like human beings, you know, think about it. I mean, this is it's amazing what our, our fingers can do and, and what our minds can do and the way God has put my ability in that thing. But this, this is an amazing thing that God has done and created in us. And if you stop to think about it, that brings glory to the creator. We were made to do that. When you do something you were made to do, like glorify God, it sinks deep into your heart when you stop to thank him for what he's done, for who he is, for how he helps. When you stop to do that, boy, it's right and it sinks deep into our insides. And, and brings a lot of good with it at a deep level. So let's look at some things giving thanks does. First of all, it pleases God. Psalm 69, 30-31 says, Then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle, more than presenting a bull with its horns and hooves. What he's saying here is, you know, God wants us, we looked at gifts in return, giving, giving from our resources to God. And that's what he's describing here. The Israelites were to give uh, in return to God uh, for his blessing, sacrifices 
to, and those sacrifices actually um, would pay for their sin. And what God's saying here is more than the sacrifice, more than the act, I want your heart. I want a heart of thanksgiving and praise. I want you, I want, I, I, I really, this is on the, on the list of things that are important to me, thanksgiving is very high on the list. More than your religious actions, more than your religious, sometimes we get into the religious stuff and we set our hearts on appeasing God. I want to appease God so he either lets me do what I want to do or he blesses what I'm trying to do to please him. We don't anymore. We talked about that last week, how we, God has already paid our debt. We, we no longer, in Jesus Christ, he's paid for our sin. We don't have to pay for it any longer. And so rather than setting our heart to appease him so that he doesn't snuff us out, we set our hearts to please him out of gratitude for what he's already done. It's it's it's. It, this pleases God. Giving thanks to Him really pleases Him. Another thing it does is it brings things into perspective. This is a a verse that describes how that happens. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. And I was talking about men. And women who have decided not to follow God, they've decided to ignore him and rebel against him, which we all have before we, if, if you committed your life to Christ, then you decided to stop that. Um, but this is the normal state of the world. And he's describing those who are without excuse because we know God, we can see what he's made. And it makes sense to, to us to realize there is a maker. Someone who put this together. This just didn't happen by accident. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Since, since God made us and gave us all that we have, it's right to honor him and to thank him. In fact, if people choose not to honor him and thank him, their, their hearts are darkened. Their thinking gets opaque or obscure. And it's like looking at situations, looking at life, trying to figure out what it's all about and what's going on with life is like looking through an opaque window. Here's a picture of an opaque window. I don't know how, how well you can see it on the screen. Oh, yeah, you can barely see the outlines of windows and the things that are going on, maybe some of the plumbing on the building across the way. You, you can barely see through it. In general, that's what happens when the world rebels and try, then begins to try to put life together without God. It's done through an opaque view, through an obscure view, because our thinking are, and our hearts are, are darkened. We become futile in that. That's the way it is in general. And, and thanks is crucial. As, as we approach life. And in specific, the same thing happens with us. Whether or not you've decided that, you know, God's the one who created the world and I've committed my life to follow Christ as boss. But in specific, if, if we're not giving thanks as we face circumstances and conflict and dealing with responsibilities, we're crabby and critical and complaining and, and demanding, that skews our perspective. 
so that we don't see what's going on in front of us very clearly. It leaves us in the dark, and we're trying to feel our way along. Thanksgiving is crucial for seeing life as it is and as, as we need to respond to it. Giving thanks is also evidence of the Spirit's filling. In Ephesians 5, you find it says, uh, And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, don't be controlled with wine, but be controlled by the Spirit. Be filled with Him. When you commit your life to follow Christ, Scripture says His Holy Spirit comes into your heart, and you know He's there. He begins to make changes. And some of the things that happen is you realize, wow, I'm blowing it way more than I thought. Thank you, God, for forgiving me. <laughs> but you, you actually realize he is living in me and he's making a difference. Well, the picture you get in the scripture is that we need to we need to continually be filled with the spirit. And the way this is written is you need to keep being filled because we leak. We, we have this tendency to go back to our old ways and our old strategy and our old way of thinking and depending on ourselves. And that's described in the Bible as living in the flesh. We have a tendency to live in the flesh rather than in the spirit. So we have to keep choosing to, to live and be filled with the spirit. And the choice is ours. We're either walking in the spirit or we're walking in the flesh one way or the other. And... That's what he's talking about, being filled with the Spirit. When you catch yourself living in the flesh, stop, admit it, God, that was wrong. I, I, will you forgive me and will you fill me again to do your work? The next verses here describe what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another is the first thing in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. There will be a certain, the content of what you're saying to each other is, is good stuff. Secondly, singing and making melody in your heart uh, to the Lord. That's the second thing. Third thing, always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. That's, that, those are some indicators that you're filled with the Spirit. This is what happens. When, you, when you're giving thanks, it's evidence of the Spirit's filling. And then finally, giving thanks helps create the right atmosphere in relationships and dealing with problems. Ephesians 5.4 says, Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. This should be the content of what we're talking about. We should approach things with an, an attitude of thanksgiving. When our words stink up the air, then that, that's, not, that's not good. Our, our words should fill the environment with the stuff that helps relationships grow and other people, helps them grow. When gratitude marks your speech, you have a much better atmosphere in the relationship, in whatever environment, and a better launching pad for dealing with problems and building relationships. That, that goes for around the house, you know, a thank you for a meal prepared or for chores the expected things. Just, just that, hey, thanks for doing that. This is really good. I really appreciate it. Or, boy, I, I, I thank you for, for helping out in that way. Same at work. I mean, it may be in your contract to do a certain thing, or it may be in the contract of the people around you. And, and what do we tend to do? Oh, you know, come on. Did you read this? Get this done. But we don't thank 
people for what they're doing. And we, we tend to hold back from that. We overlook it. We overlook the things that are being done to serve and, and to help. This is true across the board. At home, at work, in the neighborhood, with our friendships, with, with ministry, it's a crew, it's, it's, it helps to be grateful. God wants us to give thanks in all circumstances. It's another, another thing we find in 1 Thessalonians 5. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, maybe you aren't grateful for the circumstances. Some of our circumstances, you'd be a little weird to be thankful for the circumstances. But you can be thankful in the circumstances no matter what they are. You can be thankful for what God can do in them and what God can do through them. And if you choose gratitude, then your response to the trouble, your response to the problems is, is going to be uh, much more helpful than otherwise. If, it's, it's interesting. Philippians 2 talks about how we can shine like stars in the universe. The key to shining like stars in the universe is to stop doing the opposite of being grateful, which is complaining and grumbling and arguing. The word complaining like murmuring, just being crabby. If we just stop that, you shine. You're rare. You're a rare person. If you're at work and you don't complain, you don't argue, you're not grumbling, you're not complaining, you're not getting on people, not a demanding, you're rare. You shine. You stand out. And that's the same for every part of our lives. And so uh, this is why it's God's will. You wonder what God's will for you today is in a certain situation. One thing for sure, give thanks for, for, for what he can do in that circumstance and what he wants to do in that circumstance. When you, when you refuse to do that, boy, you go sideways. You're not really as, as focused on the right things as you can be if you walk forward in gratitude. Here are some things we can be grateful for no matter what. First of all, God's righteousness. Now, when I was growing up in church, I, you, know, you read Bible verses and you know, it says God is righteous and he's holy. And I kind of looked at those as, I don't really know what that means, so it's a filler word. You, know, you just kind of go through it to get to something else. But it turns out the fact that God is righteous is a very helpful thing because what it means is he will do right by you every time. In your circumstance, God will not rip you off ever. He is righteous. He will, he will do right by you. And so if you're responding, you're in the middle of a circumstance, you're struggling, you're, you're having some trouble, boy, you can trust God. You've got to do it his way. You do it his way. You set your heart to do things his way, and God will do right by you. He, he will not ever rip you off, so you could be thankful for that. That's a good thing. The one who's running the universe, the one who's built into life the way that it works, he's righteous. He always does good. He always does right by those who turn to him. 
and, and look to him for help. He, he, he also has unfailing love and he's faithful. We can thank God for that, his love and faithfulness. Psalm 100, 4 through 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Even if we've blown it and we've gotten ourselves in the middle of a mess, God loves us and he will be faithful to us. If we humbly admit, God, I've blown it here and I, I, I need your help, he will be loving and faithful in the midst of that. Even if we've been buried by our wrong decisions, it may take a while to work our way out of the pit <laughs> that we've dug for ourselves, but God will be there. He will help you do it. He'll give you the grace you need to step by step work your way out of that pit. He's loving and faithful. You will sense that as you walk through it. We can thank God for his provision. Psalm 107, let him give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. God's provided. In the middle of whatever circumstance you find yourself, all of your needs have been met to that point. Every need of yours and every need of mine. We have everything we need. To live comes from God. And then finally, we can thank God for the ultimate victory. Sometimes the pressure hits us and we feel like we're about to explode. Even if you explode, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to be all right. He's given us ultimate victory. The sting of death, 1 Corinthians 15, says the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So no matter what, no matter what kind of pressure you're under, God has settled the score to the point where he took the death that we deserved on himself. He paid for our sin. He washed away our guilt. And death, while it's an enemy, it's a defeated enemy. God has already won that victory. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can thank him for what he's done. And then finally, gratitude is a key to getting relief from anxiety. Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I did some study a while back on stress and one of the leading researchers on stress and guy who's written several books. I can't say his name very well, so I won't tell you the name. If you want to know it, ask me afterwards. <laughs> but he, he said that it's impossible to be grateful and stressed at the same time. You cannot experience those two emotions together. So if you're stressed, if you're under a lot of pressure and you choose to really be grateful to God in your heart, in that circumstance, you will find relief. It's interesting, that guy studies it in, in the last century, the 20th century, and this was written many centuries before that by the one who made us, who understands how we work. And what this passage says is, 
If you're worrying about what could happen, you got some trouble, you got a circumstance you're dealing with, present your request to God. God, this is what I'd like to see happen. Add thanksgiving to that. And God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you want to do in this circumstance. Thank you for the way that you work. Thank you that I can trust you. You're righteous. You're love and faithfulness. You're always there. Thank you for that. Relief will come. The peace of God will flow into your life and into your soul. When we're trying to steer things and make things turn out the way that we want and working, making sure everybody's doing what they should do, that's nerve-wracking. makes me nervous thinking about it. But if you'll just present your request to God, do what you know to do in the situation, do what you know God wants you to do, and trust him, add thanksgiving to that, the peace will come. We're set to give thanks on Thursday. We're, we're to celebrate Thanksgiving. It's a national holiday. It's one of my favorite. I don't even like turkey. But it's one of my favorite holidays. I like some of the stuff that goes with the turkey. <laughs> a pecan pie. That's a pretty good deal. Um, uh-oh, now I may have set the expectation. That's all right. I'm pretty sure I get away. But anyway, that's one of my favorite holidays because we give thanks. We're, we're supposed to give thanks to God. And we don't talk about that aspect of the holiday any, any much today, but that's how it starts principles. And knows, but we think that was the first Thanksgiving, 1621, the pilgrims and the Native Americans, they, they had a Thanksgiving feast together. That was a, that was a pattern in England that they brought over. At harvest time, they would stop and it would be a th- day of Thanksgiving and prayer. The first national holiday, was instituted by George Washington in 1789. And I'd like to read just just to show a contrast between where it's coming from and where we go with Thanksgiving today. I'd like to just read uh, some, some things about that. October 3rd, 1789, George Washington proclaimed that November 26th was going to be a day of public Thanksgiving and prayer. He said this day would be uh, is to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of the Almighty God. And here's a portion of the proclamation. I'd just like to read it to you, just to, to, to remember our roots from which we're coming from as a country. Uh, Washington says, And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of the nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good governments, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, very different attitude than we have today, and to increase of, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. That's, that's an incredible uh, statement of faith by our, our first president. So that's the backdrop which we celebrate Thanksgiving. In Scripture, it's a very important thing. We find that as we t- 
Turn our hearts to God in gratitude. He, he is pleased. And it sets us in the right direction to handle the life that God's given us and the things that we're dealing with. There's some next steps. In a, in a few moments, after this, the next song, I believe we're going to be receiving our offering. And uh, I'd like to thank you. Our, the way that Church in the Valley accomplishes our mission is through that offering, through your regular tithes and offerings, and I'd like to thank you for uh, your gifts in that way. Uh, but here are some next steps. We're going to be receiving the offering, and if you'd like to make a mark on the back of your connection card and drop it in the offering, that'd be great. Uh, first of all, you might want to memorize 1 Thessalonians 5.18 just to remind you, hey, do I wonder what God wants in this situation? Give thanks. I need to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will. Um, and then another step, I will trust God with my circumstances and be thankful in them. Maybe you're dealing with something and you haven't been trusting God with it. You haven't been thankful uh, for what he can do in that situation. That's the next step you could take. And then another step, I will thank someone who serves at CIV this morning. And everything that goes on on Sunday mornings, most of what happens in, in Church of the Valley is volunteer effort. You know, the, the, the nursery workers who allow us to be able to concentrate on what's going on in here, the, the Pathfinders teachers who are teaching the kids, the setup, everything's set up and torn down. Uh, every week. I'm, I'm very grateful for, for what goes on week after week after week. And so maybe that's the next step. Just say, hey, thanks for your service this morning and for the way that you serve me week after week in that way. I don't count because I mentioned it. But I am grateful and I'd like to say thanks to everybody who serves. There's a whole bunch of people that I'm grateful for. So those are some steps that get us moving toward Thanksgiving. Let's, let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your goodness and kindness to us and for the fact that you made us. And then when we ignored you and rebelled, you bought us back. You brought us back into a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you've done. Father, help us to have the power to move toward gratitude. True, real honest, heartfelt gratitude to you for who you are, for what you've done, for what you're doing, for how you can use our circumstances in our lives. God, help us to do this with your strength and power. By, by the help of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.